Hello, and welcome to Fighting Over the VCR. My name is Matthew. My name is Nancy. And this is the podcast where we talk about movies we grew up watching. And other things, because what the hell. Yeah. But we (laughs) always talk about movies. And happy holidays. Yay! Hooray! We're excited to be back in the FOTV studios. Yep. AKA, in person. AKA my dining room table. <laughs> and um Yep. It's been a while. It's been a while. And just to kind of get everyone kind of up to speed, you know, we want to thank everybody for staying on and listening to us. I hope you enjoyed our two episodes that we recorded earlier this year that we recently released. That was kind of fun to do. And uh you know, just to kind of give everyone in speed with where our head our heads are at nancy is plowing through movies <laughs> left and right uh trying to reach goal of, what's your goal again 500 500 movies for the year for the year um keep in mind she does have a full-time job uh-huh. is doing some house renovations yep busy and um you know keeping busy so uh are you close to your goal? Yes, I have 28 to go. And you There's, have less than 30 days. Oh, it's completely doable. Okay. And we've got some holidays built in. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm not worried at all. Do you already have, like, a lineup, like, of what you're going to watch? Like, so you can just be like, boom, 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 I've got these ready? Or is it... Yeah, I mean, I probably have about half of them figured out. Um, I mean, it's the holidays, so... I'm going to watch traditional holiday movies like Die Hard Mm. and It's a Wonderful Life. And, of course, I'll watch When Harry Met Sally on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. But I'm going to squeeze in a holiday movie I've never seen before but is one of our mom's favorites, and that's um, A Bishop's Wife. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to make sure to watch that and probably throw in a little love, actually, because I haven't seen that in a few years. But... I actually heard someone say that if you watch Love Actually and then Die Hard, you'll feel like what happens to Alan Rickman is totally justified. <laughs> so, Interesting. Anyways, um, but yeah, I, I mean, the one of the methods I've used to get through movies and to kind of keep me on pace and keep me motivated is to look at... It's like on the first day of the month, like my first thing I do when I wake up is go to HBO Max and see like, okay, what's leaving this month? Mm. And then that kind of gives me a, a guiding light. Like, okay, well, I've been ignoring these movies for a long time. I guess it's finally time for me to start watching them. And, and you still um, you still get discs from Netflix, right? Do you have any at your house? I do right now, yes. What movies do you currently have? Okay, so... I have two movies that I've had for a couple months that I just haven't gotten around to, and two that just arrived a couple days ago. Oh, okay. So the two oldest that I've had are um, Emma Emma Stone's The Favorite, which Mm -hmm. I did see in the theater, but I've wanted to rewatch it for a few years, um, and Wild at Heart. Oh. I don't know if you and I were ever going to... No, you've never seen it. I have not seen it all the way through, because I always... Get distracted. It's man, Nicolas Cage is just hard for me to watch. Yeah. And I know some people love him. Some people dedicate their lives to him. Yeah. He just, and some people love to hate him or love to laugh at him. 
some, some people put him on those those pillows that have the sequins, like oh, the mystery yes. pillow. I've like you rub it online. one way yes. and it's like co- pretty colors and you rub it the other way and it's a Nicolas Cage face. Yes. I've seen that before. I have, and that disturbs me. Yep. So those are the two movies I've had since about August, September. But the two movies I just got this week... Um, Life is Beautiful, the Academy Award winner. That In, t- in Italian. Yeah, yeah. I was going to watch it on HBO Max, and I ran out of time. And that movie's been in my queue since um, 2003. So it's about time wow. I get to it. Um, and the other one is a movie called uh, Play Misty for Me, which um, has um, Lucille Bluth, I forget, Jessica Walter mm-hmm. um, from Arrested Development. Um, she's in it, and that's also been in my queue I think, like 15, 16 years. Since Netflix was created? Not since they were created, but since I set up my account. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of, and like thinking about my movie goal for next year, a re- lot of it's going to be really trying to finally get to some of these movies that have just been in my queue for a long, 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 long time. Like maybe make sure that there's nothing in my queue that's been in there more than 10 years. Wow, that that would be that that'd be, be a good. decent goal. I don't. Yeah. I'd have to. I mean, I have it all on my spreadsheet here. Um, have any of the movies that you have in your queue for, since like the beginning of time? Have they been remade already? Mm, that's a really good question. That's a that's a really good. I'll have to get back to you on that. But I mean, I set up my I I signed up for Netflix DVD in June of two thousand three. And I still have some original to June 2003. I'm not sure because I don't think a lot of the stuff I put in there that I hadn't gotten to yet was really like a let's make a sequel kind of thing. But wait, I stand corrected. No. I'll tell you exactly what I recently watched that, yes, yes, here we are. And I think Matt may already know the answer to this. I had the 1984 version of Dune in my queue since I think 2003 or 2004 and And the remake happened and I suffered through both of them. And I don't know if I'll be able to get through the The second, the second part of the new one. It's rough. It's too much sand. It's It's too much sand sand and walking and quietness. Yes. I, um, and far in the future and like such a beyond imagination kind of future. I just, Oh, well, The original Dune is another David Lynch movie that I have never been able to finish. I've kind of struggled to watch parts of it, and I've never been able to finish it. And I feel justified in that, because even he hates that movie. Hmm. So the fact that he had such a terrible time making it, it was such a torturous part of his career, I feel like, okay, well, I... I cannot watch this movie and still, you know, appreciate him for him as an artist. So. Yeah, I think you can get through life skipping Dune. I mean, for me, like I will I said, probably force myself to watch it. I'm, I again, I haven't seen the next, the second half yet, but I'll just say, you, if you watched all of the original Dune movie, you pretty much know what's going to happen. Correct. Correct. In fact, the original, the the new Dune was leaving like ten days before. The no, excuse me. The new Dune was leaving ten days before the old Dune, mm. so I had to prioritize. What do I need to watch first? And um, I was given the very wise advice from Jack, um, who has seen not just the original Dune and but not just the, the new Dune. He also saw the miniseries. Oh wow! Yeah, 
he he he's well versed in Dune. Um, he said, "Go ahead and watch the new one that was expiring first, because the original was the full story. So yeah. I'd end up having spoilers. So, anyways, but I don't, I don't think I can do the second part. Well, we'll see." But it's definitely it's it's not going to come out before the end of the year, so it will not add your <laughs> five hundred movies. So oh. I think I think it's it's a good point. I was just gonna you know to see give everybody an idea where my head has been. Um, has nothing absolutely to do with movies. Um, earlier this week, I had an earworm, and for those of you who have not heard the term earworm, is when you have a song stuck in your head and you can't get it out. And the worst part about this earworm was that I don't know any of the words to the song. I just kind of know, like, how the hook goes. It goes, cool rider. It was not that. No? Okay. Don't try and get that stuck in my head. (laughs) And the only thing that, uh, other thing I knew about it was that it was a British band from the 90s. So I spent... A good five days trying to figure this out. And, like, I really – I went to my wife because she loves especially, like, like 90s Britpop. Yeah. She, like, loves, like, Oasis. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's going to know this. And I started humming it to her because I don't know any of the words. And I thought I knew what the words were. So I would, like, try and... Th- I mean, I was basically, like, doing verbal... Like, I was doing scat to try and, like, figure out, like, what what this song was, like, humming it to her. And it was just driving me crazy. So I started, like... So I go on Apple Music and I search 90s Britpop. Because I'm like, there's got to be a playlist. Yeah. Like, 90s Britpop. Yeah. And I'm just, like, going through every track that I don't know. Like, what the hell is this? And then I had this epiphany, like, well, why don't I just go... There's going to be playlists on Apple Music that are, like, best alternative songs from the 90s. Sure. And and I went year by year. Really? I went year by year. And thinking, like, it was, like, mid-90s and it wasn't coming up. I'm riveted. And eventually I got to 1991 and uh, just... To make sure that I, I'm going to pull it up just to make sure I get the title right. Is it a song I know? You know what? It's it's what's funny is, so '91 was when, like you had like alternative music became more popular yeah. because you had Nirvana yeah. blow everything yeah. up, right? Yeah. And so MTV started playing a lot more kind of you know alternative. Music. Really had 120 minutes. Right. Well, you had 120 minutes, but that was on at like midnight on Sundays. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And how many, you know. So I started going through this playlist. Just like I'd hit, I'd like, I'd start a song. I'd get like to the singer and I'd be like, that's not the singer, blah, blah, blah. And I get through it. And finally, finally, I get there. And let me see. Where are you? I know you're on here because I've listened. I've had to listen. Uh, Here I'm, it is. Okay. And um, I could play it. Yeah. But it was this song. Like, 
No. And this wasn't the part that was... This part was in my head. What is it? Okay. Okay. I had, like, that part stuck in my head for... What are they saying? Desire. Oh. And it's Gray Cell Green by Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Why the fuck did that song get stuck in my head? I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been talking about Halt and Catch Fire and you're like no, getting it, like osmosis because my I have no show idea. You know what it was? Crosses it was, over at that time. It was, I think it was in like a commercial or I was watching something that took place in the 90s where they like threw that song in there and it got stuck in my head. Okay. So anyway... Ned's I, Atomic Dustbin. Yes. It, you can go on Apple Music. There's a And it's the first app, one on there. It's, well, it's song. it was like the only song that ever came out by them, I guess. I don't know. So that song was stuck in my head for like five <laughs> days. And like the moment I found it, I turned. I, it was like this moment of elation that had come over me. And my wife just turns to me and she's like, I'm so happy for you. Because she saw how like crazy I was going looking for the song, like thumbing through stuff on Apple Music while we're trying to watch TV and stuff. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So why do I bring this up? Well, tonight's movie (laughs) that we're going to talk about is called The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a musical. Yep. Animated stop motion animation, which I, which at the time, which was amazing and fun to watch. And there's lots of songs in this that might get stuck in your head. So that's why I brought it up. What's this? What's this? So, um, this movie is Tim Burton has made this movie. He's coming off of, you know, Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands and Batman. Yes, he had done Batman in 89 and, you know, he's like the hot, young, like, all, you know, you know, director that has like that distinct look and everything. Mm -hmm. So everyone, so young people are very hip into Tim Burton and he had come up with this story while he worked at Disney in the early 80s and um, kept trying to get it made. And they own the rights, Disney owned the rights to it, and eventually he worked something out to where he could finally get this movie made. And it's about Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King, who is from Halloween Town. And he's kind of tired of Halloween, and he just needs something different. He's in a rut. He's in a rut. He's like having a career crisis. He just feels like he keeps doing the same thing over and over again. And he's called a recruiter. He's trying to find a new job. Yeah, and he, um, and that's been his like his whole life, like just doing Halloween, mm-hmm. like once a year, preparing for it, and then just boom, let's have Halloween. And he stumbles upon this this grove of trees, that, an enchanted forest. No, it was just a grove of trees. <laughs> And um, they each tree has a door to a different holiday town, and he stum- he happens to be intrigued by this door that looks like a tree that's all decorated. And he opens the door and gets sucked into Christmas Town, mm-hmm. and he becomes super excited and obsessed with Christmas, and decides this year Sandy Claus is going to get the year off and and he's going to be Sandy Claus. 
So he gets all the people, all the inhabitants of Christmas Town, which are you know werewolves and you know vampires and witches and mad scientists and he reads up clowns. He does a lot of research (laughs) and gets everyone on board with taking over Christmas, which he then totally fails at doing. Yep, and. Then what is he going to do? He find, he realizes what he has done. He doesn't know how to fix it. And Santa Claus comes in and saves the day and fixes it. Yep. And that is basically this movie. It's very basic. And originally when they were going to, when they had like this, idea, I guess Tim Burton had this idea. He thought it might just be like a 30 minute special. And it really could have just been the 30 minute special, I think. Okay. So you feel this way. <sighs> Because um, I do. Well, so, and to give people some background, this movie came out in 1993, and I saw this in the theater, and I'm pretty sure you came with me. Probably. Um, you know, I was just starting high school, and you were getting ready to finish high school. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say we went with some friends. Mm-hmm. We were like, hey, it's a Tim Burton movie. Let's, yeah. It's animated. Let's go see it. And we went and saw it at, South, at Southland Cinema. I remember going there to see it. Yeah. But I don't remember like thinking it was like the greatest thing ever. Agreed. I remember being like, "Oh yeah, it was good." Yeah. Well, I think I think we were both we both really respected what Tim Burton had done. I think we were both very into Pee Wee Herman and Beetlejuice and Batman and I liked Great Edward stuff. Edward Ed Scissorhands. I do not like Edward Scissorhands. I did. But I love Ed Wood. Yeah, as, I think you know, we were we were totally Sleepy on. Hollow. I well, that was later. Hollow. Yeah, it was later. But. but I think we were totally on board with, like, whatever Tim Burton does, we'll go out and see. I Give it a try. Yeah. don't feel that way at all anymore. Um, I'm a lot more discerning when it comes to choosing Tim Burton projects. He has, but, he has had some questionable, um, some questionable uh, career moves. Yeah, like the last 20 years. Um, like, Pretty much. I like Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. 1998 or 99 that was 99 okay more um, than 20 years ago uh i, I like yeah. big eyes i think he was the director of that and that that was good but that was also based on a true story and it wasn't anything really weird it was just that her paintings are unusual i liked frank and weenie his other animated and i liked Cor- i haven't seen and it. i liked corpse bride his other his other animated also movie. haven't seen it um and they're not like they're about on the same par as, like, I mean, they're for kids. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, they're for kids. So, um, but uh, this movie has, you know, it was extremely popular. And, you know, it's a Disney movie, so they can promote the shit out of it. And they do tons of stuff. And, and I want to say it wasn't until, like, the 2000s where they really, like, pumped up the marketing on it and, like, having... Don't they change the Haunted Mansion yes. to Nightmare Before Christmas at, Chris- at Halloween time? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it stays like through, in, through Christmas. Wow, and then yeah. goes back. to I mean, the that's a big mansion. commitment. That's yeah. that's really throwing your. And I've seen it, it, and I've been on the ride both ways. Oh, really? And um, it's a. It's kind of cool. Like I'm. I like the original ride better. Yeah, but. You know, instead of making a complete yeah nightmare nightmare before Christmas 
ride. It's it's a fun, different way of doing it. I mean, they've done it. They've done that to Space Mountain before at Disneyland. Mm. They have. They like made like a Star Wars version of mm. that, and they've done it. Um, I think they did like a haunted version of it. You mm-hmm. know, everything. But this movie is extremely popular, and I get it. I mean, it looks really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I really like the look of this movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. And there's a couple songs in it that I really like. I mean, what is which was your favorite song? Um, I mean, I like the What's This songs. Um, I don't really remember the other songs. Nothing really stands out as super memorable the, You don't me. remember, like, well, like the opening song, This Is Halloween, is oh, very yeah. popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that song. But Does Sally have a song? Sally's song is, she has a song that she sings, you know, kind of like in the second half, which is basically talking about how she much she pines over. Yeah, Jackie, that was probably. That they could I, be together. But I think I like that song the most. His head is too focused on his work. Yeah. No, I think thing. I like, well, she's my favorite character. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think most people probably like her the most. Yeah, I think I like Zero. Oh, the dog. He's the so dog. cute. He's so cute. I loved that yeah. she tried to do the fog spell and, like, shut him down, and then it turns out that... He's, he ends up being the Rudolph. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, we can still get through this. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I started watching it last night, and then I had to finish watching it today, and I just... I mean, it makes it sound like I'm watching some three-hour movie like Gandhi. No, I'm watching a 75-minute movie. Um, but I was just really tired when I started it. Um, but I just... Yeah, it. I, I mean, I, I feel like we probably are offending a lot of our fans right now. Because um, there might be like a huge cohort of our you know fans what? that are big Nightmare Before to- Christmas but I to- fans. But, but I totally get it. I totally get why this movie is popular. And it's not that I dislike it it's just that there are parts of it that i think are really cool and i and i really and i like and then there's parts of it where i'm just like okay can we get to that like i don't like any of the oogie boogie stuff me neither and but i'm sure that there are people out there that think that's like the greatest thing since sliced bread well i have okay so here's a bigger topic do you think this movie appeals more to people who like halloween or like christmas well I'm going to sub-question you on that. Oh, okay. Because that's the big debate. Is this a Halloween movie yes. or is this a Christmas movie? It's a Halloween movie. See, Tim Burton says it's a Christmas movie. And, it's it's a Christmas movie for people, people that don't like Christmas. I think people who like Halloween think it's a Halloween movie. And I think people who don't like, who like Christmas think it's a Christmas movie. I probably am more in a... I mean, we, we've talked about how we grew up not really being super big into Halloween. Just last few years, we've done more about dressing up and stuff like that. Um, but I've probably been more into Christmas things my whole life and enjoyed Christmas more, but I still see this as more of a Halloween movie. And I think it's because like the whole idea is that this Halloween element is going to come in and subvert all things that are Christmas. I mean, my favorite scene in the movie is when he finally, when it's Christmas Eve 
and he's flying through the town and delivering all the gifts, and the gifts are all this big giant That's disaster. My favorite scene. That's like my you know favorite that scene. that four or five minute sequence, and all the kids yes. are just losing their minds, and like the, the kid, the toys are coming to life and scaring the crap out of them. Yes, me. that is my favorite. That's scene. the best scene in the movie, and it's and I think it's because it's this big build up. Like, what's it gonna? How's it gonna turn out? And it becomes this big giant disaster. So much so that they send like a missile mm-hmm. to they start, they start attacking. They him. attack yeah. him and like make him you know, ugh. but. Yeah, I don't really know. And and kind of thinking about, like, the bigger Tim Burton catalog of things, he doesn't strike me as someone that prefers Christmas over Halloween. You wouldn't think so, no. You know, he's no. just got such kind of a... His, his, his aesthetic. Yeah, you'd think that he would like Halloween and things that are scary. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, is it a big surprise that in a... I mean, if he's calling it a Christmas movie, like, what kind of, like, Beetlejuice snakes are going to show up in a Christmas movie? Well, and I think I think the other reason why a lot of people feel kind of like you do, where it's more of a Halloween movie, yeah. is a majority of the movie is done in Halloween Town. Yeah. And themed around the characters of Halloween Town. Whereas the only character you really get from Christmas Town is, San- is Santa Claus, and and barely, yeah, yeah, and he saves the day. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I well, love- I'll te- well, technically, Sally tries to save the day. Jack does kind of save the day by taking on Oogie Boogie and freeing them. But yeah, San- Santa, yeah, because he's he's Santa Claus and yeah. magical and yes. fantastic. Don't worry, kids, we'll get this. Fixed. We'll get this fixed. Yeah. So. Reports all over the globe are coming in. <laughs> At lightning speed. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, when you suggested that we watch this movie, we, we you know, we didn't have a big conversation about it. I think we wanted to save it for the podcast. Um, so I didn't know where you fell on, you know, how beloved was this movie to you. Well, I, I enjoy watching it, um, but... Like, if I don't see it every Christmas, it's not like, like I'm heartbroken. Well, how many times have you seen it? This movie? Oh, at least like 30 times. I've seen it, I think, three times now. Yeah. I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I've watched it since the theater. So this could only be my be my second viewing. It's very possible. It's just, you know, I've tried to show it to my son and he gets scared. Yeah, I was going to He does I not assumed. like anything dark and gloomy. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me. I can't me. get him to watch Harry Potter. I can barely get him to watch some Star Wars. You know, it's, he's, yeah. he's nothing, nothing, nothing dramatic or scary, which, fine, that's yep. cool. Um, but uh, I was never... Like, when the movie came out, I was never like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I don't have, like, a million decorations in my house that are um, Nightmare Before Christmas. You don't have, like, a thermos? I don't have a ton of stuff. <laughs> You're not a groupie? No. I mean, I'd <laughs> rather... My wife would rather decorate stuff um, with Haunted Mansion than uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So when you go to Hot Topic, you skip the Nightmare Before Christmas area? Well, it's funny... That you mentioned Hot Topic, because (laughs) I really kind of think that a big part of the popularity of this is just been the marketing. Yeah. You know, just all the stuff you can get with Jack Skellington's face on it, or... How many people have tattoos with this, with Sally or Jack Skellington? Tons, tons. I mean, it's, it's so popular, and, you know, that's cool. You know, it's not a bad story in the sense that, like... Like people are being murdered, and like I mean, it's it's about the holidays. I mean, 
it's light. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, that's what it should be well, around this I mean, time of year. I mean, in addition to it being about the holidays, I mean, you get, you have like the other story of, you know, Jack is trying to, co- he's come to a crossroads in his life where he's just wants to, he wants a change. He wants yeah. to do something yeah. different. Yeah. He tries something different and it turns out that he's not the right fit. And pl- should, plenty he, of people there's around. There's nothing wrong with doing what you're good at. Yes, and and that's what it kind of comes back to. It's like embrace, like who are you? Like what is who are you at your core? And maybe it's a little bit about self love, you know, well, coming to love who you really are. Well, and, and I think the other part of it is that <laughs> it psychoanalyzing out, it, it, this movie. Well, it turns out like by the by the end of the movie, and what are the one of the underlying things that's that's about this movie is, and I think this is also another part of why people might see it as a Christmas movie is it wasn't, it's not about like, like he, he thought that the problem was his job. So he changed jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. But it turned out that the problem was he was alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wasn't until the end when he ends yeah. up with Sally yeah. that were, that is the thing that was missing in his life. It wasn't that he was not, he was bored with his job. He didn't have his family. So was this really a Valentine's day movie? I bet for some people it probably could be. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, because like that, and that's, that was one of the things that I struggled with. Like now that, you know, that I wa- watching it this time from like a, Oh, I have to talk about this fucking movie kind of point of view was like, wait, let me look at some of the yeah. angles on this. And I was always trying to sit there going like, what is the point of Sally? Like, what is Sally doing here? And it really ends up being like, that is, She's the moral really center. the yeah well the moral center and ultimately the thing that was missing in his life was yeah. having this other person. I mean, he had zero, but zero was a ghost dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, he and everyone in the town thought he was like great because he's the pumpkin king. And oh, Jack, what amazing thing are we going to do? And like that didn't satisfy him anymore. He had done it his whole life. He was the pumpkin king already well he's like he's like how when people get famous and sometimes famous people end up feeling very lonely because you know they're idolized like he's idolized by all the halloween town people but no one can really get close to him and he can't really get close to anybody you're right he was alone and and it was sally this creation of this really wacky (laughs) doctor guy um Uncle Lewis from National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, really? <laughs> that was the voice. Oh, okay, yeah. Get my stogie. Oh, <laughs> he sets, he sets yeah. the, burns the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think, I mean, 28 years later watching this movie, I think it's interesting to see. I mean, because, yeah, you're right. It's still super popular. I'm fairly certain Disney is still updating you know, does oh, you the, can, the you can go on haunted Disney, mansion stuff every year? You can go on Disney Plus and watch the sing along version. Wow! Of of this movie, I think they've done like some like three D kind of thing where if you can watch it in three D hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, again, I really like the aesthetic. The aesthetic is fun and 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 I like the dark aesthetic. I mean, so that's great. And and I and it inspires people, you know. It's inspired yeah. a whole, you know, generations of people who love Halloween to the point now where like here we are talking about this around the holidays and if you go online like people do don't do Christmas trees. They do Christmas trees where it's like a black tree mm. with like all this like 
goth stuff all over it. Yeah. And that's great. You know, whatever, you know, what makes people happy and what, what they enjoy is great. Yeah, again, like the artwork of the movie yeah. is really amazing. Yeah. Like that and can't be denied. And it's definitely got his style, like the oh, black yeah. and white stripes like they do in Beetlejuice and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I mean, it's the snakes kind of look like this, the, the sandworm mm-hmm. and, or the, the, from Saturn. You know, so it's, it's um, but, uh, you know, we have to give shout out to um, the musical genius behind this movie, which is Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. He and Tim Burton are like they're like brothers, you yeah. know. And uh, you know, f- previously famous for being in Oingo Boingo, mm-hmm. and then going on to doing movies. And he does he wrote all the music and he sings all the songs. But there's another actor that actually does his voice, whose name I can't remember right now, and I'm not going to look it up. But then we have the great Catherine O'Hare mm-hmm. doing Sally, who does it at like a higher pitch. Yeah. She's done other things with, with Tim Burton. She was in Beetlejuice. And then mm-hmm. she's probably most famously for being Kevin McAllister's mom in another Christmas movie called Home Alone. And now she's in, she just won Emmys for Schitt's Creek, I believe. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, no, it's – is it, you know, my favorite – holiday movie no but will i watch it around the holidays and be satisfied with it? yeah it's fine it's fun to have on yeah the the this is halloween song gets stuck in my head but my favorite song is the what's this mm-hmm. song what's this mm-hmm. what's this if, if this movie was on and i was at someone's house like i wouldn't groan and complain like oh my god you have this on but am i gonna make hey, an effort 75 minutes yeah am i gonna make an effort to sound it out sit down and watch it again probably not yeah. You know, I mean, unless there's another homework assignment. No. But, I mean, I'm glad we watched it because I think I've been curious to rewatch it for mm-hmm. all these years. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's good to revisit and see, try to remember. I mean, like I said, I think I think we were both so um, generous with our appreciation of Tim Burton at that time because he hadn't really done any stinkers at that point. So it was kind of like, ooh. Here's the next new Tim Burton creation. So I was, prob- I was probably really high on Tim Burton until Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I fell off Tim Burton after Sleepy Hollow. So from two 2000- thousand, like Sleepy Hollow. No, no, I loved Sleepy Hollow. It was yeah. after Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Um, I thought that I liked Big Fish, but I could only watch that movie like the one time I saw it because it's sad. <laughs> like it made me sad. You know, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Mrs. Peregrine. Never saw it. That movie I didn't really mind. I kind of liked it, but I hated Sam Jackson in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love Samuel L. Jackson. He's great. But I didn't like how he looked, and, I, and there was something about it. He, like, didn't fit to me in that I, movie. I'm frustrated with all of his, like, I'm going to do my version of this existing property. Like, I mean, he really lost me probably forever with Willy Wonka. That was a tragedy for me because yep. I would love the original. Yep. And and then it just seemed Sweeney like it was, Todd. I was just was never into it. I the just look of that, the it. look of that again has that that Tim Burton look, and I was like, man, this looks great. But I just I and I probably but I wouldn't even like the like the original play of that. Yeah, I just watched it about three weeks ago for the first time. That had been in my queue, I think, since two thousand eight or something. Were you doing like a Sondheim 
A little bit. I think it was right after he died, but also it was leaving Hulu. Oh. Um, but either gotcha. way, I mean, whatever the motivation. But I had a real struggle with that movie. I was, I think I had to stop and start it like two or three times. I just could not get into it. And then, like, I was really hopeful for Dark Shadows. Ugh, I wasn't. And Because, like, they had, like, that original campy soap opera. I was like, okay... I will go into this with like zero expectations and zero, and like really low like low expectations and I was just I just was not entertained by it at all. So I mean, I didn't watch it, but I'm not interested. I'm not interested in his Alice in Wonderland movie. Like I, just, those are those are not. I had, didn't see the second one. I saw the first one. It's not terrible, mm-hmm. um, but. It's, it's, Wait, it's there were different. two Alice in Wonderland movies he did? Yeah, they did Alice in Wonderland, and then they did a Through the Looking Glass, which I think he just produced, but oh. it has all the same look, and Johnny Depp's in it. Um, I'm tired of him, too. Probably the best thing that had Tim Burton in it that I've watched in the last ten years was the documentary about the Superman movie that he never made. He tried to make a Superman movie? Yes, with Nicolas Cage as Superman. Oh my god. Full circle now on the podcast, guys. He tried to make he signed on to make a Superman movie with Nicolas Cage (sighs) as Superman. And there's a documentary about how this movie did not get made. And it is a great documentary. Oh my god, you'll have to give me more information about that. Maybe I'll add that to my queue. And wow. And it's got interviews with Tim in it where he talks about like all the like concept art they did it's got it's got footage of him with nick cage in the um prototype of the costume he was gonna wear oh my god i mean it was it and there are elements of because like all those ideas were there there are elements from those from that movie that they were gonna make that ended up being in the in superman returns the brandon roth the the brandon roth one Mm. um so I mean it was it, so but anyway check out that documentary um and he was and that was kind of in between like after Sleepy Hollow I think was when they were going to make that. Wow. So check that wow, out. Wow, that blew my mind. <laughs> but anyway, so Wow. Nightmare Before Christmas. I think we both were not like overly enjoyed, you know, watching this. I've seen it so many times mm. that you know, watching it this time, I was trying to look at it from a different perspective. So you you did rewatch it, even though you've seen it thirty times. Oh yeah, I watched it today. Oh. I watched it before we recorded because I wanted to be fresh in my yeah. mind. And you know, like I said, still like some of the songs. There are parts of it that I'm kind of like eh about. Um, I will one last thing I will mention. I kind of feel like he does a, he pulls a Costanza when he is. Because my other fa- one of my other favorite scenes is when he gets back from Christmas Town and is sh- has his whole you know presentation to the whole town about what Christmas is, and he has like the tree and he's trying to describe everything and all the people are interrupting him like oh is it like this and he's like well not really and then he eventually is just like I might as well just give them what they want so I can get what I want mm. and at that point I'm like you just stands it. Mm. But then where he undoes his Costanza is how he tries to fix it, which, yeah. you know, George Costanza would not do that. He would just like build on it to yeah. try and fix it. But. I do love when he was putting his Santa outfit together and how he's got the long beard. on. He goes, hmm, I think something's missing. And then once they bring Sandy Claus, he rips his hat off. He's like, ah, it's 
the hat that I need. Yes, yes. Because the hat looks really cute on him. You know what? And, and again, like the look of him, like as, as like with his like super skinny. He's like, like wearing skinny jeans. Yeah, his super skinny Santa Claus yeah. outfit and his little hat. I mean, it, I get why this is marketable. I get why people like this movie. Yeah. So, um, and it's not. The, and again, I don't dislike it. It's just would I would I put it in my top five Christmas movies? Probably not. But well, it's a Halloween movie. Well, see. I'll tell you this this movie is more a Christmas movie than Die Hard no it's not totally is nope (laughs) nope 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 the word Christmas is in the title more Christmas movie than Die Hard you can I'm not I'm giving you that Die Hard might be a Christmas movie but it's more Christmas movie than Die Hard Hmm. you gotta admit to that no. <laughs> no. With that logic, you could say Pulp Fiction Christmas would be a Christmas movie more than Die Hard because if, it's got the name Christmas in the in the title. But that's not a movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> like if it was. Anyways. <laughs> I uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, again. We appreciate everybody's opinions. You know, we you know we we hope we haven't you know ripped your favorite Christmas movie to shreds. Like that's not what we're here to do. Um, we understand this is you know walking on like little landmines because it is such a cult classic. Um, and, and you know, like I said, I get why people like this movie. It's yeah. not terrible. I just it's not in my top five of Christmas movies. Yeah. And some one of us thinks it's not even a Christmas movie. Not really. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad, I mean, again, while it wasn't, like, the the most exciting movie-watching experience for me, glad I've rewatched it. Don't need to watch it again. And now you're closer to 500 movies. That's right. I have 28 more to go. There you go. So, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, I enjoyed get, getting to do this nice little episode. We have... You know, we're going to get back on this track. Yep. We're getting back. We're going, we're getting back at this. Uh, we're going to do things a little differently. We haven't, we're not really, we'll, we'll talk about that more when we, when we record our next episode. But I want to thank everyone for listening. Please follow us on the social medias and share this. And if you want, I don't care. Whatever. And have a wonderful holiday. Yes. I mean, all the holidays coming up. You know, this is the time of year where. I really, th- this time of year is rough for people, so I wanna sh- we want to give you our love. Yeah. Because this, some people hate this time of year. I know I don't like the time change or the fact that it gets dark. That makes me sad. <laughs> I get sad. I, I think I have seasonal. Uh, yeah. Se- was it seasonal affective, affective disorder? disorder? Yeah. Um, because this time of year, like I just, I think it's dark and it makes me sad. I you know, it's 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 called sad. I know. <laughs> I'm not making a joke. I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. But um you know we want we just want to share the love. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Matthew. My name is Nancy. This has been Fighting Over the VCR. Happy holidays, everybody. 